put it in your mouth and swirl it around, get it nice and juicy. It's Talk Me Off, the podcast you're listening to. I'm Chris. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to Talk Me Off. Still. Still still Talk Me Off. Still going. <laughs> hasn't hasn't changed. What's good, man? Yeah, most things been 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 all right. Most most of all things are good. Yeah. I'm still just trying to figure out what the hell that intro was. It's Talk Me Off, baby. <laughs> No, I know that, but w- did that come from something? Don't overthink it. <laughs> Shut up. Straight from the top of my dome. Well, that's all right then. What? Uh, okay, I got some good news. Oh yeah. Um, there's a there's a video of it's been around since 2015, right? Okay. This video of uh some some macaques getting mounting up on some deer and doing sex on them. That's cool. Just having a hump. Having a hump away on them. It's interspecies, but no humans are involved. So, like, it's not really upsetting. (laughs) It's a little bit upsetting, but good news. Scientists who have observed the footage. (laughs) Not us, real scientists. uh, Said that it's probably consensual. Probably. in, In several instances, the deer did not flee and even appeared to be presenting. So, like, they were down. But like, we wa- we watched the video. Yeah, we did. The 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 macaques have terrible aim for 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 deer holes. I don't think they know where the deer hole is. <laughs> they but of- they also don't seem to care. Like they still finish up pretty quick. They're just kind of excited to get the hump on. They're those monkeys are furries. Yeah. Wait, what? They they like deer. They're into deer. <laughs> Not all furries are into deer, though. I mean, some are. I guess furries are into anthropomorphized animals as well. Yeah. So, no, they're just they're just deer fuckers. Then I guess those monkeys. <laughs> they're just freaks. Shit. The 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 macaque comes home. His wife is just like, you been out with them deer again? Got that deer pussy all over you? Like, no, babe, it's not like that at all. Just just been out with the boys. Yep, that's how monkeys do. Yep. Very accurate. How about you stick to what you're good at? Mm. <laughs> Tell me about a new fetish. A new fetish. Actually, it's it's interesting that you specify this as new because this is somewhat of a new fetish. Like just uh, straight up, it's 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 new to the whole world. No, well, my, I mean, it's just new to us. New to new to comparatively to other fetishes, it's quite a new one. It's it's going to be about uh, smartphones. No, damn. All right, hit me with it. <laughs> So this one uh, first kind of pop. I'll give you some backstory. This this one first sort of popped up on Reddit, mm-hmm. which is a great website app thing that I've been perusing as of late. It's since then broadened out to other things, I guess. Now the the term used is bimboification, bimboification, bimboification. Yes. I mean, that kind of kind of explains itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's nothing super fancy. Tell us about it. What did what him do? So, uh, for context, a, a bimbo in, in terms of this fetish is, is uh, typically a female mm-hmm. with, with large fake boobs, generally a very dumb and naive attitude. Um very skinny big butt um kind of an airhead you know that that sort of thing like when someone says uh, she, she's a bimbo they're generally speaking 
it's, unkindly. It's, yes, it's not the most pleasant term. Mm. But uh, bimbofication apparently is the uh, practice of transforming oneself into a bimbo or fetishizing the transformation of others into bimbos. And it's, you'd think with something like the fetishization of transforming someone's physical attributes, I always tend to attribute that to being quite a malely dominated fetish. Mm. Not the case in this one. There's a lot of women who pride themselves in turning into big-titted brimbos. Pr- pride themselves or are turned on by it? A bit of both. They, they obviously take pride in the, the, the act, like the, um, the act of, because a lot of it involves like to some extent surgery when they're getting breast augmentation or um lip injections to get those big old blowjob lips that is interesting because it seems like kind of a a spin on uh the the very male specific uh sissification Mm. uh that's that's always dudes uh wanting to be defeminized Mm. But women, women want to want to be bimbified. Yeah, it's um, the, there's a lot of when I was reading up on it and looking at posts and things like that, like bimbo porn has been around for a while. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember the porn in the 90s when that was kind of like the standard big blondes with huge tits. Mark, and- I was a child in the 90s. Me too. But you've seen some 90s porn, surely. Probably. Like the hair the- was a lot bigger. Yeah. At both ends. <laughs> No, nineties there was they were they were bald in the nineties, their pubes, surely. At least I at least I remember. I was also a child. I'm actually younger than you, so <laughs> <laughs> No, get out. But yeah, it seemed like I think it's the the thing that struck me the most interesting is like in this current age where everyone's like, oh, accepting your body for who it is and you're beautiful for who you are and all that sort of stuff, there seems to be this like niche fetish where it's like, no, you need to outwardly project sex in your physical attributes so big tits skimpy clothing kind of a dumb naive like what's what is a blue job oh this looks like fun sort of like here's a fun fact that i just learned while googling bimbo instead of listening to you Mm. uh while it is now a derogatory a derogatory slang term while it is now a derogatory slang term for an attractive but unintelligent female the term was originally used in the United States as early as 1919 for an unintelligent or brutish male. That's interesting. Started out as as a boy word. That's weird. I didn't know that. Um, apparently, there is a subset of the bimbof- bimboification fetish that has men turning into what they call as himbos. Himbos. Which is the, um, do you watch the, the most recent Ghostbusters? The one that not many people liked? Yes. The, the guy that. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, the, the, the Chris Hemsworth character. Very, very ruggedly handsome, very muscular, but dumb as a fucking post. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, that's a himbo. So that people will attain that sort of thing. Um, interestingly, I read a lot of, uh, posts about women being like, how do I act dumb? Because obviously there are a lot of, I mean, (laughs) People are generally smart. I mean, I like to give them the benefit of the doubt. There are a lot of dumbs in the yeah, that's, world. That's a very, a very nice uh, understanding of the world that you have there. I guess, uh, I mean, I guess the mental capacity to identify your own fetishes in that aspect. Like, if you were just a natural born bimbo, I guess you wouldn't really fetishize it. More just like, I'm doing what I want. Sort of like. Is that how the bimbo 
speaks, maybe? I don't know. I haven't really come into contact with many of them, or any of them, if I'm being honest. But, like, I guess if you were to realize it as a fetish and not necessarily, like, who you are as a person, there's a inherent intelligence in that, and trying to, like, dumb yourself down requires a certain amount of skill, perhaps. Um, yeah, there was, like, advice columns on how to act dumber and how to be more naive when you're... Because it's generally, uh, like... Uh, Dom sub relationships where the the sub is the bimbo. She will be parade. He or she will be paraded around like a trophy wife. Like, look at this hot piece of ass. She just does whatever I want. Doesn't really talk much. Kind of does what I say without questioning because she's a bimbo. She's my she's my hot piece, and that's it. Like, um, it's very it's very interesting. I see you like madly googling on something over there. I'm I'm just scrolling through. I'm there's a lot of um, a lot of interesting artwork of bimbos. I I keep happening upon uh, cartoon images of a, a regular looking lady quizzically staring at a pink muffin, and then in the in the next frame she's taking a bite out of that pink muffin, and now she's a bimbo. Yeah. The, the, the transformation is also a big aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, on the Reddit page, there was a bunch of photos of, like, oh, here's me before my, like, realization or before my master started his work on me. And it's, like, just, like, a regular girl. Perhaps she's topless or something like that. And then, like, they'll do, like, a midway photo where she's got, like, big tits and she's got, like, bleach blonde hair. But she's still kind of, like, like the Animorphs human and then bimbo <laughs> all the way at the end and just like the transformation obviously the middle creature is it like a horrible hybrid of the two it's oh, just kind of like i love the animorphs is where you, where you landed <laughs> on that description it's just it's just what i could think of with that mid transformative kind of aspect but yeah it's it's and then like the yeah their final picture is them all like slutted up they're wearing like clothes that barely cover anything and like the less clothing, the better kind of deal. And, um, yeah, I just found it fascinating that this is like, it just seemed like a a kind of sexualized reaction to the current moods of beauty, beauty standards being like, Oh no, like natural is like more what we're after and like, just be healthy. And like, it's, it's less like you need big fake tits and your, your waist needs to be tiny and you need to have blonde hair because only dudes like blondes and big blowjob lips. And if you don't have those attributes, you're fucking nothing. Yeah, it's sort of the fetishization of the most ridiculous and extreme aspects of mainstream beauty standards from the last 20 fucking years. Mm. I always think it's interesting how, like, uh, what humans perceive to be the most attractive also seems to be, like, the hardest to obtain. So, like, back in the old days, people used to fit it, like, people used to be super turned on by big fat women because it meant they had wealth Mm -hmm. to eat that much. So, like, and because they were, like, the rarity and, like, they were, like, perceived as, like, ultra attractive and, like, holy shit, look how curvy she is. She's just, look at all that woman that I can love. And now that, you know, highly processed foods, sugar, all that shit that's in everything. Now, Now the cheap food makes you that way. Yeah. So, like, to be able to afford, like, that sh- very expensive organic fucking nonsense and gym memberships to have a very lean, proportionate body is, like, the harder to obtain, thus more attractive. Uh, it, I mean, but now we have people still fetishize that, that body type. 
So we're gradually moving towards a a kind of society where everyone can just like whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, that's becoming... I'm I'm speaking in more uh, generalized terms, like en masse... Yeah, the general yeah. perspective seems but, you know, to be. I, I think the ultimate is that we do away with that entirely. I mean, that'd be nice. Like, I see no problem if, like, I was hanging out with some friends, and a particular woman walked in, and one of my friends was like, "Holy shit, that girl's so hot!" Uh, if even if I thought she looked like some kind of swamp beast, at no point would I ridicule my friend for thinking that way. Would you ridicule your friend for being kind of a creep? No, like I don't have a problem with someone like. It depends on how they approached it. Like, if a girl walks in and my friend sort of nudges me, is like, she's quite cute. I'd be like, not for me, but, like, cool, man. Maybe you go talk to her and, like, not perv on her while she's walking around doing her thing. Yeah, and quit nudging me. Yeah, doing stuff. It's weird, man. What about this question from Kay Parker? That sounds familiar. What is- is Kay Parker a thing? K-A-Y? Not just a letter K, K A Y. I'll Google it because you know that's my role here. It I sounds guess. like maybe it's like an author, or I mean, it sounds like a, it's a very common name. It could just be someone that I know. I think I think I just figured out where you know it. Where do I know it? K Parker is an English former pornographic actress. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that I guess that makes sense in the context of the show. She's seventy-two. I mean, I'm into older women. You had you have been. Uh, she was. Uh, she, she started doing sex stuff on film in the seventies, and you were talking about that that old porn, that big bush. Sometimes you got to watch the vintage stuff to appreciate what you. So got maybe now. that's where you heard of K Parker. This is probably not the actual K Parker, but someone who has opted for that as their porn name. I mean, it might. It it could be. What's the question? I'm gonna read the question, and you will realize why. <laughs> K says, "Hey, Chris and Mark. Hey, K. Hey." Really enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. Oh, well, thank, thank you, Kay. And then, and then Kay also goes on to say, I was wondering if you could talk about your experiences in telling someone that you loved them for the first time. I've been seeing my current partner for about eight months now, but prior to this, I was very inexperienced with long-term relationships and had never actually told someone I loved them romantically. I don't think I've sat down and wondered if I do love them specifically, but sometimes when I'm with them, the urge to say it comes up. The only reason I haven't is because I worry I may be more into him than he is with me. A lot of stuff to unpack here. Should we just should we just start? Should we swap some stories? Yeah, yeah, go on. I have told many people I love them. <laughs> Mark, have I told you today? Not today, but you have told me in the past. I love you, Mark. I love you too, man. Because, like, friend love is love too. Yeah, but I think... And I, think I think treating it that way is, like... I think it, it it goes a long way to normalizing it and not making it such a big deal. I personally don't have a problem with people who do treat it like a big deal. As long as it's not, it doesn't become unhealthy. Mm. Like, well, it, it just sort of speaks to someone's uh, emotional capacity, perhaps, if they're unwilling to say that for fear of, like, something going wrong or like, oh, I guess it's like a, ultimately a failure to commit to something. Because if you've told them you love them, you're you're fucking in. They've got you now. They've 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 got that like very intimate part of you. Mm. Where if you never actually say it, you you still have an out. Like, well, I never loved you, so like, <laughs> bye. Ouch. Yeah, I know you didn't mean to say that to me, but I, <laughs> I felt you looked me right in the eyes, and I really felt it, man. I, 
it is important, and it does make you vulnerable to say it. Mm. So you do, you do got to sort of open your heart up a little bit. Yeah. But also, it's. You, you, I don't think you should look at it like, like the next step in a relationship. It's just, it's just a word, and a feeling. I, I get people who would treat it as a step, though. Like I, I, I to a degree, I agree with you in that it shouldn't be seen as such. But I guess it it takes that transition from we're just dating to like we're a, a proper couple now. Like yeah, it's kind of this admission of like yeah, you and I want I want you forever. Not necessarily forever, but yeah, like I I right this minute I want nothing but you. I think if you if you're basic as all hell, it means it means I want you forever. I guess so. That's it's the it's the next it's the earliest step between casually dating someone and then and then like putting babies on on the on God's green earth with them. I mean, that's not the only way to show you love someone. But no, that's like the, the <laughs> end result. You know, I, I love you, so let's be together forever and and be wedded and. Mm get a mortgage and squeeze out some little chillin or adopt some little chillin. I mean, uh, and then, and then encourage them to breed. And, mm. uh, you know, it's that, uh, it's that critical path that so many people opt to walk. Yeah. And it's not that important. It's not that important, really. You no. tell someone you love them because you love them and you don't make it like an obligation or anything. Yeah, no, that's, that's the, the most important thing is as long as it's an honest declaration of love, then it's fine. Yeah, don't say it and expect something back. Oh ever. yeah, like you you're gonna want to hear it back. That's oh, not obviously. something that you can help. But do not expect it, and you're like gird yourself for disappointment. Mm. I also think, I mean, the 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 fear that it's not returned and something horrible arises from that is very real i think yeah i guess that's that's where a lot of the fear comes from because you are you are being very vulnerable and and stating your intention to some extent to to take things more seriously mm. and, and then that just- may come for you know if you do that to a committer firm they may come back at you with like oh well i don't so let's call it yeah it's getting too real for me bye got, it got too what's the deal with committophobes, man I, I was a committophobe. I think I still have some commitment issues, if I'm being totally honest. Really? Yeah. What are you so afraid of? Oh, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things. Mostly, like, fears of inadequacy and, like, oh, I can't, like, be there for you all the time. So, like, if I don't commit, I never have to have those, like, emotional obligations or desires to be there. It's 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 a It's a myriad of things that are all kind of more inward than outward Mm. but like it's all it's like um the the current relationship i'm in kind of came as a surprise for both of us i guess we're both in a very similar situation emotionally and then we're like holy shit we kind of really dig each other this is weird i guess we'll just keep doing it and then eventually date we we just we just slipped on option number one for Mm. for k parker instead of i love you how about I kind of really dig you. No, that's just kind of hiding it. <laughs> you just ease into it that way. Have you? Have you and your partner? Nah, we we've not exchanged L's. Oh, it's <laughs> a nice way of putting it. Um, it's just well, I mean, coming from the history of our relationship, I mean, a we've only been dating for a couple of months. I, I consider that to be a bit early, but 
Also, oh, you do. There is a there is an accepted timeline in your mind. Not no. It's not like I'm counting down the days. It's like up oh, six months. Time to say I love you. It's like <laughs> if I don't say I love you now, then what are we even doing? Yeah, you have to commit to love right now. Otherwise, this relationship <laughs> is going nowhere. Like it. No, it's it's more. I, I still consider our relationship to be in the discovery phase, like feeling each other out physically and emotionally. Um, emotionally, huh? <laughs> Feeling her out deep inside. No, that's gross. I apologize. Feeling each other up. Yep. Um, So, yeah, I I I still like, I mean, there's lots of stuff that I really like about who she is and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like it's too early to start throwing that word around. Fair enough. But like with the, the, I mean, the other side of the coin is I know people who have said it within like knowing each other for a month. Like. But, but that's more it's really a personal thing because mm. like you love love is a weird thing that people have always tried to define but doesn't really have a definition because it's different for everybody oh no it definitely has a definition how how would you define love? love 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 is a quantifiable euphoric feeling that one experiences due to rushes of certain chemicals which evolution has placed in our brains to Compel us to breed with one another. What? What? Sorry, I fell asleep. That was very boring. <laughs> it's a it's a fun fact. It's fun. Don't, is it? Is it fun? Don't get shitty with me because you don't know what fun looks like. <laughs> Love is chemically explainable, and it exists because all animals have an evolutionary imperative to reproduce. No, I get that, but. What I'm, what I'm saying is, like, how a human brain, or rather a conscious mind, would then interpret those chemical... Oh, they make you crazy. Oh, they, yeah, they make, they make... Yeah, but what about people who are already crazy? What do you mean? Does it make you sane? <laughs> I'm just throwing out bullshit, right? Yeah, no, that's fucking moment. nonsense. Yeah. Let me, since you have never loved... Since you're incapable of feeling love in your black heart. I have loved in the... uh, Yeah, no, I would say I have. (laughs) Did you admit it? Yes, I did. Tell us a fucking story then. Like the first time or like just one of the times? The first time with a person, whichever story is the most interesting. Yeah, no, there was was a, a girl that I dated. Actually, she was long distance, which makes things weird. Yeah, we we... I, I flew over to see her, and it was very intense in a very short period of time. And I believe I told her then that I loved her, and it was reciprocated, mm-hmm. which was always nice. But yeah, in terms of how I told her, it was kind of just like we were literally like lying in bed just chilling, and I think we'd just been like goofing around, and then it kind of just... Like the lady was saying, uh, Kay was saying, sometimes it just feels like the right thing to say at that per- at that time. And mm. rather than be like held back by fear or anything, I guess the the motivation was there that I'm flying back home in a couple of weeks. So you were on a timer. It was a whirlwind romance. You were on vacation. Yeah, I like, guess. A so, lot of lot of lot of romantic factors at play there. Yeah. So like I. I mean, if it didn't work out and she'd be like, sorry, I don't love you. I'd be like, well, I've got two weeks 
in this country that I can hang out on my own and then go home. So it was a win-win on my end. But yeah, it was it was one of those things that it just kind of naturally comes out. It wasn't planned. There's, it's not like it's not like a proposal of marriage. It's mm. not something you have to plan for. It's just I feel it. It it it's now a, a true fact about myself that I love this person. Should let them know. It's probably pretty easy for for a committophobe when you're about to fly back home as well, huh? I don't think I was a committophobe back then. That was when I was younger and more emotionally available. Oh. Now I'm dead inside, so it's different. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> no, it's fine. I have a story also. Okay. I had come out of one relationship, one very long-term relationship, and I was I was all sad and jaded on romance. I was like, well, there's no point. Mm, I remember those days. Who wants love? And I did a lot of drinking and crying back then. Mm. And then uh, I'd, I decided to get back on that horse as far as I believed I was capable, which meant uh, getting on online dating and slotting it up. That's right. I remember you telling me, I was like, hey, I got this thing and I'm going to just, I'm just going to find some tail. Pretty much, because like I'd never done that before. Yeah. And I'd never, you know, when I was younger, I was never very attractive. And that was at like the height of my manslutting phase. So you must have just been hearing all my stories and been like, I want some of that. Yeah, I just wanted to have sex with you. I mean, that's still on the table. You just got to get like... <laughs> Your current girlfriend's like a permission slip. There's a form that I hand out for people in this situation. But no, I had I had uh, like one casual date, which went nowhere because I was too chicken shit to make a move. And then and then I went on a date with a gal that I very quickly became quite enamored with. We had a lot more in common than just the desire to fuck each other's brains out. Mm. And uh, yeah, it got it got pretty romantic pretty quick. We were hanging out very often. Uh, and then one day, I don't remember how long in, but probably probably within the first few months for sure. Mm. I want to say after we just fucked, maybe not. But then at that point in our relationship, there weren't a lot of times that we hadn't just fucked. <laughs> Generally, if we had not just fucked, we were getting ready to fuck again. That makes sense. But we're laying in bed and uh, and, and she she got all like all coy and quiet and shit. And she was like, hey, I want to I wanna say something, but I don't know. I'm nervous about it. And I was like, what, 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 why would you be, ner- what could you be nervous about? You saw what we just did. You were there. <laughs> what could you possibly be nervous about? And she was like, oh, and I was like, just say it. Just say it. It's me. You got nothing to worry about. She was like, oh, I love you. And... It was so fucking adorable. And I did not say it back. No? I was not ready. I was terrified at the prospect of love. (laughs) Uh, And I accepted it, and she was okay with it, and it was very nice, and it was very pleasant. And then it, it, you know, it was like, it was was probably like a couple weeks later that I was like, "Mm." no, I actually, I thought about it, and I I totally love you. Was there any, uh... That's my girlfriend I was talking about, by the way. My current girlfriend. We're still together. (laughs) Well, yeah. uh, That's sweet. That's really cute. But, uh, you raise a a question. Mm -hmm. When when she said it first and you didn't say anything back, which, uh, as we discussed before, is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Did you feel any kind of pressure, not from her specifically... 
but like did you feel the need to address it within the next coming weeks i addressed it immediately i i was immediately acutely aware of a sudden imbalance in the amount of vulnerability we had displayed to one another mm. and i personally felt obliged to explain my stance which i did promptly in terms of like after, like straight after she'd said yeah you were like hey I'm still kind of cut up about previous relationships or like, w- was the explanation I'm just not there yet? Not necessarily. Uh, it was It was more like I didn't believe in love anymore. <laughs> oh, so you were me, essentially. Yeah, a little bit. But man, she softened me right up. Mm, you're a little butter boy now. Yeah, I'm just a water cookie dough these days. So, the, okay, we talked about our experiences. Um, do you, sorry, do you remember the first time you ever said it? Oh, uh, yeah, probably to me mum when I was a wee lad. I mean, I romantically. I mean, romantically, was I that to actually, your mum? I actually don't. You don't remember the first time you actually said yeah. it? Yeah. I do. And knowing what I know now, I wasn't actually in love. I think I was just super psyched to be getting, like, regular makeouts. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, yeah, the first time you say it, you almost definitely don't. It's kind of a fluke. Mean. Yeah, it's a yeah. fluke. You you You've got no quantifiers at that point. You're just, like, super excited about a relationship. But, yeah, no, I remember it. And it was, like, I was, like, 14. Like, there's no way I, at that point, knew what love actually was in terms of the complexities of how vulnerable saying something like that means. I think I was almost a little bit manipulative. It's like, if I tell her I love her, maybe I can get some under-the-jumper action. Like a bargaining chip. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how 14-year-olds think. Pretty much. And that's why they're not capable of real love. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like, have some, some real heartbreak and, like, really learn how to love another person completely before you have a soul of your own. Exactly. Yeah, that's some nice stories. Uh, Kay? Advice for Kay? I would say if it feels like if you're getting those like weird emotional prompts, like maybe I should just say it because it feels true in my heart and in, in, in my soul, just like, just say it. But obviously keep in mind that he, did they specify he or she? Yeah. Which he, <laughs> thanks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. If, if he doesn't return the feelings, you need to be okay with that. And it might, as as Chris said, prompt him to really assess how he's feeling in the relationship. Mm. I mean, because it can really go one of two ways. You, you could either just keep casually seeing one another and then the relationship doesn't really progress. You just keep banging forever, which is nice. But some people get that yearning for something more. And by the sounds of things, you're kind of at that stage. So, like, letting him know now, if he doesn't, like, actually love you and wants to do something else with his time, then you can find someone who does love you or does want to love you at least. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. And I have nothing further to add. Great. If you, you, you don't... Cases, I haven't, I haven't sat down and, and wondered if I do love them specifically. You don't gotta. You feel yeah, it. It's, I've nev- a, it's, I've, a, it's a feeling. I've never had the... Yeah, I've never had a... I need to sit down and really think about my feelings. Yeah, if you gotta make a list, it's not love you're thinking about. No, that's... that's Yeah. Love is usually the thing that makes you create lists in that, like, should I be dating this person? I love him, but he's a piece of shit kind of thing. That's where lists come into the game. 
yeah, just say it. Just just say it if you feel it. If the urge just takes you, mm. say it. Say it casually. Oh yeah, um, don't make it this grandiose statement because that'll freak anyone out. Yeah, and don't uh, don't leave a very pregnant pause afterwards because that sounds like you're waiting for him to say it back. Say also, it casually. Say it when you part ways. Say it when you put down the phone. No, because that's weird. Because that, then, no, because then it oh, sounds then like you get the you then get the sitcom situation where he's like, "Oh, she said it. What do I do? I've got twenty four hours to figure out my response before it all blows up on my face." Better go talk to my comic relief so he can say some racially insensitive stuff. How long has it been since you watched a sitcom? I don't think they do that anymore. Scrubs was the last one I watched. It's <laughs> not racially insensitive. I don't know. They they, they did they did the the Turk guy did ham up his blackness an awful lot. I haven't watched TV for a very long time. <laughs> what what if I read a craze list? Because that's sure. what I do instead of watching TV now. Yeah. Okay. We got a you know speaking of relationships and and monogamy, mm. we got this one very good. M for MW. Mm. Craigslist post seeking a couple for regular partnership monogamous relationship right i'm seeing it was m for mw right mm-hmm. so i'm seeing an issue already but carry on Max, just real quick before we get into this hit me with the definition of monogamy a uh, monogamous relationship is a relationship that typically is two committed people with with which they have a relationship not as quick as I would have liked, but good, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I don't have... I don't. Hang on, let me just get Google out. And we'll... No, that's okay. I'm just going to read this ad. All right. It says, I had some experience in joining couples in bed, and I find very appealing and exciting the idea of having a regular, sensual partnership with a decent and very discreet couple in the Bay Area. I get pumped up by the thought of having a monogamous relationship with a monogamous couple. Right. So, you know, I mean, the introduction of a third, that would be polygamous at that point. I don't really think there's triagamy. I get what he's saying, even though he's kind of not too hot on the definition of monogamy (laughs) specifically, Mm. or at least what constitutes a person. Yeah. But in in his, he, he wants, he wants to be the only third to this couple. Yes. I mean, I think, I mean, my, 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 my Greek's not that great, but monogamy is basically means one love. Is, yeah. Is you have one, one other person that you're in love with and committed to. Yeah. Because then polygamy is, I love multiple people. Mm. Um, so I guess like, he heard he's heard the term monogamous or monogamy and thinks that just means committed but sounds smarter than saying committed cuz yeah i guess that's what he's getting at but i i, I still i still kind of see where it like it, it it defines the kind of relationship that he wants very clearly mm. he wants two people who are very close knit and then him mm. to be in a relationship he wants those two people to be as a single unit mm. I get it. Yeah, no, I, I've I've had. Uh, He's wrong, but I get it. Yeah, no, I understand the dynamic, and I've seen relationships like that that have worked very well. Um, I've been parts of relationships that have worked that well, or very well. Well, I mean, to an extent, they're not around anymore. But yeah, they've they've always been 
like that's a that's a totally valid way to have a relationship like a primary couple that has a third that enters occasionally or regularly depending on how the works out timetables and the like but um yeah it's just an odd use of the term monogamy or monogamous the ad goes on to describe himself in great detail about what an awesome dude he is Mm, I mean, that's like, you have to sell yourself if you're trying to find a monogamous couple. Then it ends with, I just happen to be attracted to couples, and that lifestyle brings best out of me. Hmm. It's an interesting... I've never... Like, oh, I, I went into this one to make fun of the guy for not knowing what monogamy was, but, you know, I, he's, he's, he's just being very clear and direct about what he wants. Well, not necessarily clear. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you got it. I mean, eventually... What about another question instead of making more fun of this sweet man? All right. Just wants to love two people who love each <laughs> other very much. Question from Richard Canvas. Richard Canvas. Richard Canvas. That's a great name. I just want to say it again and again. Is it like a dick towel joke? Like Richard Cheese? Maybe. I don't care. It's a great <laughs> question from Richard Canvas. And it reads, X keeps messaging me for sex. How can I let her know that aspect of our relationship is over without losing her altogether? So she's your ex, no, mm-hmm. lo- no longer dating. Mm-hmm. And you that you don't want an ex is you don't want to you don't want to bang anymore. Mm-hmm. What what's left of the relationship, or like what is he worried of? He or she worried about losing? Like fucking, have you heard of friendship? Yeah, no, I get that, but if. If I was always trying to fuck you, would you, would we be as close of friends as we are now? Like, persistently trying to fuck you? Closer, I'd say. <laughs> We're probably not the best example, though. No, but, like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, how good a friend can you be if you're, conti- like, spurring one away from trying to get at your junk? I mean, there's there's got to be more to their relationship for him to- for, for Richard to want to hang on to- I mean, I the non-sexual so. aspect of what they have. Yeah, but it, it's sending out... Because what it's doing is it's both... It, it's in a way encouraging the ex to keep trying. Well, you think he's going to be, like, leading her on? Perhaps. Like, if... I don't, if, you, if you keep... Hang on. <laughs> like, if, if you're... If, because, you know, the way you interact with people sometimes can get very specific. Like, the way you and I hang out is very different to the way you and your girlfriend hang out. Mm. But if you and your girlfriend were currently, like, just friends, like, well, if you were to break up, you wouldn't keep hanging out with your girlfriend the same way. Like, you'd, some things would probably change. Obviously, without the fucking and the I love yous and things. Mm. But even just, like, on a friend, of, like, just when you're hanging out, like, playing video games and doing, like, just normal non-relationshipy stuff there's still that kind of romantic air to it i guess just like because you're so comfortable being that like teasingy sort of semi-flirty kind of talk yeah and like i i can't mentally divorce the friend times from romantic like the some of the most romantic times i have with my girlfriend are when we are just hanging out having a chat and a beer yeah so like what i'm saying is like to the ex your friend times may mean more to her than they do to you Mm. that's why she perhaps feels it's okay to keep instigating fuck times so like it it seems like she just wants to bang though 
I mean, he's, he's, he's not trying to like let her down from trying to reinstate a romantic relationship. I mean, maybe, but um, just wants to stop fucking her. I mean, if it's that, if it's that, like, if it's that cut and dry that she's okay with the relationship being over, she's happy to be just friends, but she also wants to ride on that sweet meat saber. Why? Why? Why are you not okay with it? I guess it depends on, like, there's so many factors, like, how did the relationship end? Was it hers? Yeah, it's a very concise question that's not really giving us a lot of information that we kind of need to give a specific answer. But, like, the most important thing, first and foremost, Richard, stop. Stop having sex with your ex. Richard, stop fucking your ex. Next time she messages you for sex, don't worry about losing her altogether, just... No! Oh, has he no, been having sex with his ex? I, I mean, it's. I'm kind of getting the vibe. Oh, Maybe kept, just I, a little I, bit. I kept, I kept thinking that he was like turning her down, but she kept instigating. Keeps messaging me for sex, Richard. If you've been having sex with her and you don't want to be, you got to stop. You got to stop, Richard. My man, you have to stop having sex with your ex. Hmm. Yes, definitely. If if yeah, I went on the assumption that you were already saying no, but if you're saying yes, that's no, you stop. I'm not assuming you're saying yes, I'm just saying if you are, it is of the utmost importance that you stop right now. Mm. Cease this activity immediately. You are allowed to have standards, you must have standards. You mustn't have sex with people you don't want to have sex with. Mm. Richard, please. <laughs> you're getting real invested in old, old Dick's life. If none of that is the case, then just disregard everything I said, and uh, uh, yeah. we'll carry on with the with the calm advice. Mm. Um, still, though, you you you. It's not about how you'd have to do this. You have to let her know that this aspect of the relationship is over, mm. and if that means losing her, then that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, if 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 she's only hanging out with you to bone you, that's not your friend. Yeah. You can't make a friendship work if she's not prepared to. So yeah. if she, if she's just wanting to hang around and blow off some fucking steam every now and then, and you're not down for that, you I guess set the terms of what what you want their your friendship to be. Yeah, because this is wherein the door swings both ways. Because she is also allowed to have standards, and if she only wants you for the D. Then there's nothing you can do to make her be your friend. Yeah. Exclusively. Yeah. But so if you if the things you want out of each other aren't compatible, you you gotta lose her altogether. That's mm. that's just how that goes. So my advice would be to not concern yourself so much with whether or not she'll stick around, but rather making sure that you when you do discuss this with you with her, which I would advise to like ASAP, like just be like, look. Not down for fucking, just want to be friends. I figured because we're not dating anymore that this would be how it would go back to or become. If that's not going to be something that you can do, like if you think that we're not going to be able to be friends without the sexual side, mm-hmm. we, I guess we can't be friends anymore. Like, layer it out to her that way. Like, no, the- don't, don't, don't give it like an ultimatum and shit. You, you just need to state your part of the, of the thing. So, X's name... Next time she messages you for sex, mm. X's name, whatever that is, let's let's say her name is Mark. Okay. And you and you message her back and you say, Mark, I it's important to me 
that you understand this aspect of our relationship is over. I no longer want to have sex. And then you say the reason why you don't want to have sex with her. Whatever you didn't tell us, you you tell her that, honestly. Mm. And that's it. That's all you got to do. However she takes it, whatever whatever she does with that, that's up to her. The ball's in her court. You've done what's important to you. And maybe you throw in a little bit at the end about how you would still like to be friends also, you know, just so she knows. But sure, don't push you, it. You sure you didn't write this question? You didn't just, like, make up this elaborate way to tell me to stop asking you for sex? You got me. Something, something about the way you really liked that, what's his name, Richard Canvas? No, I wish I could come up with the name Richard Canvas. It's a good name. It's a good name. Thank you so much for your question, Richard. I really hope that that was helpful. Mm. And honestly, don't have sex with her. If you, if, just stop having sex with her. If, yeah. if, again, I just want to reiterate one more time. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. I'm, my apologies. We got a question from Curious Vanilla Vagina. Good old CVV. CVV says, have you guys talked about genital piercings yet? We have not. Particularly the piercings available for female genitalia. I'd like to hear your thoughts and facts you can dig up about the subject. Keep up the sexy talk. Thanks, guys. I mean, I'm sure we have in our in our personal times on oh, the show, perhaps not. Maybe, maybe not. It's never really been something that I've wanted to have done to my genitals. I mean, I know CVV wanted to talk about uh, female gen- genital piercings, but from from my perspective, I, I would never want someone to push a large pin or needle through my Johnson. Yeah, I have a very sensitive peen. I think most people Because that's what it's it's meant to do, right? Yeah. And so I've I've never had my own clitoris. But what I do is I try to sort of imagine the amount of sensitivity which is jammed into my whole my whole handful of shaft. Mm. Just like in a in a tiny little bean. All of that same amount of sensitivity, but all just crammed into that wee little package. Mm. And then the prospect of like ramming a needle through it. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's basically the same as ramming a, a huge fucking rod through the center of your shaft. You mean sounding? No, not through the hole that's already there. Like making a new hole. Oh, making a second hole. Yeah, a much bigger hole. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently it's it's it can it can feel nice if you're into that. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of different piercings. Not the, not the not the fucking piercing part for sure. But, you know, they're having it afterwards. Uh, I have read stories about people coming from getting their clit pierced. Really? Yeah, I think that's some really hardcore masochism. Uh, yeah, those sort people got to be into pain, though, right? Yeah, there, there's it's, probably like a real... Like, it's... There... There's no circumstance where you can jam a needle through your clitoris and experience nothing but pleasure. Oh, it wouldn't be nothing but pleasure, but it'd be pleasure derived from pain. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. What you, I mean, you'd still ultimately consider that a pleasurable experience, but that's because of your own uh, sexual leanings. I'm assuming the vanilla in the CVV would indicate that she, pro- this particular individual does not have a masochistic streak. Um, I mean, there, are, there there's quite a few different vaginal vaginal piercings. Um, you've got the Christina piercing, which is like the clitoral hood. Now, the the clitoral hood, probably distinctly less pain involved. Mm. And you get the joy of a little a little metal dangly uh, just sort of hanging around your clit. Mm. Either uh, all the time or just if you if you just wear jewelry for lovemaking. I think you ha- you'd probably have to keep something in there. 
Yeah, but you could probably opt for something like less generally stimulating. Maybe? I guess it depends on... No, I think the way the piercing well, maybe, is laid maybe, out, it kind of just has to be pressing against it. Maybe you just want your clit getting like a little, a little bit of fun all the time for the rest of time. Yeah, I mean, I, that wouldn't be too bad. Just being like a little bit aroused all day every day. I don't think I could really like focus on my on my day to day adult life if I just had like a little a little thing just tickling my frenulum what just if, perpetually every well, time. Well, because obviously moved. you're trying to translate it to like girl parts to guy parts. Mm. Like what? I mean, could you get through your day to day with just like a half chub? Just like you, you just like there's something about your dick. It's just feeling good, and it's just it's not all the way. It's just a little bit there. And we're not just talking about, like, being a bit aroused, though. We're talking about something tickling the most sensitive part of your genitals. But it wouldn't be a constant tickle. Someone would have to be pushing that around. Yeah, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fidgety guy. Yeah, I guess so. I move around a lot. If I had, if I had something right up on my Johnson, mm. it's, I'm going to notice it. Interesting. And it's going to be deeply distracting, especially if I'm, like, doing literally anything that doesn't <laughs> involve uh, sexuality or arousal. Interestingly enough... Uh, Male genital piercings don't feel that great. I mean, they don't hurt, but they don't uh, increase the stimulation as such. It, it's more so felt through uh, the penis in vagina kind of play. Or penis in butthole, I guess. A fun fact that I dug up is that, generally speaking, women will be more stimulated by both kinds of genital piercings. Of course, talking in regards to uh, male and female or penis and vagina sex, mm. uh, a guy gets his dick pierced or a woman gets her clit pierced and then that guy and that woman have sex. In, in both circumstances, the woman has a, a better time because mm. of the genital piercing. So, you know, if you're curious about genital piercing and you're having sex with somebody with a penis, you don't want to suffer the pain of getting your genitals pierced, make him do it. <laughs> There's an option. Yeah, you, you, you deal with it. Can you get clip-on genital <laughs> Just, like, magnets? Yeah. No, the, the, the fear that, like, a Prince Albert would, like, break off and get lost in your urethra. Uh, mm. Prince Albert, for those who don't know, is a, a piercing that goes through the tip of your dick and then out the bottom of... Just, just on the fr- under the frenulum. It's like a Does little- it go in the, in, the, in the hole? In the pee hole? Yeah. Does that... Does that mean every time you piss, it's just going to, like, go fucking everywhere like a sprinkler? I don't think it would go everywhere, but it'd be somewhat obstructed, yeah. There've, there have been occasions where I have not noticed, like, a like a fucking eyelash laying across my urethral <laughs> opening. And I've gone to take a slash, and it's just split into, like, two even streams going oh, in exact opposite directions. That's the worst, because, like, which, which priority stream gets into the bowl, and which one's going? Do I have to clean up later? Yeah. It's, you got to pick one. There's no, mm. there's no real, there's no real winning choice. You have to, if you're indecisive, then both streams go on the floor, or you just like pile drive the toilet seat and just push it in, like just lower the tip of your dick to mm-hmm, below mm-hmm. them. Yeah, strong, yeah. strong knees it takes. Mm. Little off the top, off topic, but that's that's gross. But yeah, point being, if 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 that's all it takes, just a wee little hair, mm. surely a big old piercing, and like. Boy, I went looking for pictures of genital piercings. I didn't go looking for pictures. I went to the Wikipedia page and I got pictures of genital piercings. Mm. Man, you can get some pretty big invasive 
hunks of metal into just going right into your pee hole. Mm. Actually, there's a few fetishes that would in- that involve uh, genital piercings as just like an aside. Like, oh, if you want to do this right, you need to get your genitals pierced. Like a lot of the um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the uh, char- uh, chastity fetish. A lot of those chastity devices rely on your Prince Albert being available, so they kind of just like lock through your penis. Oh, it's like a like a bike lock hole. Yeah, so you couldn't like you can't slip it off because it's affixed through your flesh. So if you knew someone with like a Prince Albert ring piercing, you could like potentially really ruin their day by like slipping a padlock through it. I mean, you could, but what, I mean, that's a horrible thing to do to another human being. And yet a very funny prank. It's a funny prank. Uh, what are, have you have you seen or interacted with a pierced genital? I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. They're not like. Yeah, I, I haven't interacted with one, but if I was given the opportunity, I definitely would. That being said, at no point would I ever feel like it was my place to ask a lover to get their genitals pierced on my behalf. Mm. Like, it's really not anywhere for me to be like, yeah, you should get your, your, your clit pierced because I think it's hot. Like, that aside, like, I mean, I, I think it's quite, it can be quite attractive. Um, I kind of draw the line when the ones get those, like, super wide gauges. It kind of just looks like it's perpetually weighing the vagina down. Because that just seems more damaging than anything else. But, I mean, if that's what you're into, that's fine. But for my own personal tastes, that's not really... Like, a little bit of jewellery around there's not too awful. I think it's quite attractive. But, yeah, I just don't think I can ever request... Like, it's not something I can ask for, really. But if someone were to be like, hey, I'm thinking about getting one, I'd be like, cool, I'd be down. What about yourself? If somebody asked me to pierce my genitals to satisfy their fetish, I would tell them to fuck right off. Mm. As should everybody. Yeah, that's why I don't feel like I can ever ask anyone else to do it. I but- am, like, crossing my legs slightly. Just have just, You just asked me about what I thought of. Mm. And, yeah, thinking about my own genitals... Mm. Probably, probably rather not, eh? What about... But on what- someone else, yeah, sure. I'd be right. I'm not bothered by it if they're into it. Mm. Have you ever interacted with a pierced vagina? No. They're not that common. I can imagine, like, why? I mean, if they are common, they're not in circles that I'm operating in. But yeah, I mean, I can... You've been to orgies. Yeah. They're they're not as common as you'd think. Both the orgies and the instances (laughs) of pierced genitals. Actually, I have seen a Prince Albert. I have seen... There was a dude at one of the sex parties who had a big old ring through his knob. And everyone was like, oh, isn't that neat? And I was like, no. Everyone crowd around and... Kind of. There was a bit of a crowd formed. And I had a quick look and I was like, oh, yeah, that looks uncomfortable. Glad I don't have that. For the longest time before I had the courage to Google it, the the notion of a Prince Albert was this sort of like urban legend spoken of in hushed (laughs) whispers. Or, like, the punchline of some raunchy joke. Yeah. Mm. Just the, because, like, it was unthinkable that any living man would want to punch a hole in his bell end. I mean, it gets far worse than that. Oh, it really do- I mean, you know, I've I've grown up a lot since then. I don't wince every time I hear about something I don't know everything about. Mm. 
But how about you, how about you run down some some getting back to female genitalia and the piercings of such? Mm-hmm. How about you run down some of the? You've got the Wikipedia page up, I'm assuming. I surely do. How about you run down some of the different options CVV has to choose from? Uh, it, what what did you what did you call the clitoral hood piercing? Uh, that's a Christina, I believe. Mm, nope. No, it's the clitoral piercing. It is well. There's a there's a clitoris piercing that goes right through the clit. Mm. That's the that's the one that's probably going to hurt the most to get. But also, apparently a lot of people find it uh, too overstimulating to have it in all the time. Mm. Uh, if, you, if you'd if you want a little clit fiddle just, just happening at all times forevermore, and you're willing to suffer possibly the most immense pain ever, go for that one. Mm. Uh, the Isabella piercing passes vertically through the clitoral shaft. So you get a little, a little you know, you get the, the bar with the ball at either end. Mm. There's one, one above, one below, uh, which... Probably, you know, similarly, you're going to you're gonna be able to feel it moving around. It's probably going to feel pretty nice. But it's going to have an added bonus in that uh, any time a dude goes down on you, he's going to have no trouble locating your clitoris yeah, ever again. It's, it's just highlighted. It is right there. It is, it's the thing between the two metal balls. <laughs> you fucking moron. Look at a diagram for once in your life, Gregory. <laughs> you can also get a vertical clitoral hood piercing or a horizontal clitoral hood piercing. So, like, not right through your clit. Mm, Probably just feel the, better. the bit of skin over the top. Uh, there's a deep hood piercing, which I don't know about yet, but I'm about to. There is a separate Wikipedia page for every kind of genital piercing. <laughs> Fun fact for you. I mean, you can also get your labia pierced if you don't want to focus on the clit area. Yeah, this is, this is, these are just the clit ones. Uh, in inner and outer labia, you can you can get a ring right through those. The picture of the outer labia piercing in the Wikipedia article actually has someone's finger like through the ring, just sort of tugging on the la- like. If this is your fetish, you could you could get all you need right here on Wikipedia, mm. which is pretty nice. Uh, you can also get um, like I think they're like dermal anchors in in the mons pubis region. Mm. If you just want to keep it all all away from your flower. Your flower, yeah, your delicate flower. You know, if you don't, if you don't want to puncture them petals, right? I mean, the vagina, Mark. Yeah, no, I, I picked it up. The human vagina. Oh, yeah, that's that's just a few that I've learned about just now. Really, if anyone can get at it with a needle, you could probably put some jewelry in it. Yeah, didn't Stevo get like a big old bar put right through both his ass cheeks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But that was more of a goof, not as, like, a sexual thing. Yeah, he didn't want to hang on to it forever, but, you no. know, if if that's possible, then I think if you can dream it, you can be it. I'm pretty sure you can get your, you can get your perineum t- uh, pierced, which is, like, the space between your butthole and your genitals. Hmm. So, like, I mean, on women, that's that's not a huge amount of real estate, and they can still get a pin through that, so... I think the, the, the best piece of advice, CBB, that I could offer you is, um... Ask someone who has a, a a genital piercing or several what it's like for them and what a, you know ask ask someone who has a vagina instead of two straight penis having dudes with no piercings maybe they will have better advice for you I mean probably I had a don't don't get me wrong I had a great time looking at all this pierced junk on the internet mm. but. Uh, yeah, you'll probably you'll probably get some more sound advice from someone who like has similar genitals to you. I guess it'd be like uh, someone asking Chris what getting a tattoo feels like. He's never, he's never had one, so he wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking know. 
I don't know. They all, they all look pretty cool. I mm. guess. Would you you'd be you'd be down for one if like say your girlfriend surprised you with some underpants jewelry? I would I would be amazed <laughs> that she put herself through that, and uh, yeah, wouldn't have a problem. But would it enhance anything for you just visually? Yeah, it doesn't really do much for you either uh, way. It looks kind of cool, I guess. It's not going to like turn me on extra more. <laughs> extra more, I love it. Yeah, and that's uh, all the time we have. It was it actually? Yeah, we've run, we've run over time. Oh shit! We talked about love for a very long time this episode. Yeah, and pussy. <laughs> Good episode. Great episode. I want to say thank you to Badman Incorporated for our theme tune. Mm-hmm. I want to say thanks to Kay Parker. Richard Canvas and Curious Vanilla Vagina for submitting questions this week. Thank yeah. you so much. It's, it wouldn't have been a show without you. Uh, yeah, definitely. And also the the Craigslist, the Craigslist guy. Also, I mean, he's probably not listening, but I would also like to thank him. Yeah, if if someone knows who this is, just send him a link to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's the the perfect threesome is out there for you, buddy. Mm. If you would like to send us a question. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash top me off. From there, there is a big blue button saying contact us. Uh, that'll link you straight to our anonymous Google forms, which you can send us your questions, your comments. Uh, if any of you've done your homework and made a sex map and you want to send that to us. Speaking of, how'd your sex map go? I didn't make one. Oh. I just I just Googled all of the words that I didn't <laughs> know the meanings of yet. Do you know what shirt cocking is? Yeah. I didn't. It's and weird. now I do. Yeah, it's it's where a, a a dude will wear nothing but a shirt, and then his dick will poke out the bottom. Mm. I, I, I don't the, know why that's listed in fetishes. But. The definition that I read of it described it as uh, someone who had viewed it described it as a disquieting experience. <laughs> so that's excellent. Give mm. it a try. Let us know how you go. The the map or shirt cocking, both. Right. Um. But yeah. Uh. Facebook.com forward slash talk me off. You've also got uh, Twitter, Twitter at TalkMeOff. Um, contact us on either, follow us, share us around. But yeah, other than that, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, you've been listening to TalkMeOff, I'm Chris. And I'm Mark. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming.